Welcome to the Truckers Podcast with your host, Raymond White, telling the story of those who move America. Today we have Eric Wilmeth of Ozarks Petroleum Transport and Travel Centers of the Ozarks, based in Mount Vernon, Missouri. Eric has tremendous experience in both the fuel business and operating a trucking company. Eric, we're here for your knowledge. My friend, welcome. Thank you, Raymond. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Well, hey, to get us kicked off here, you know, tell us the, the history and, and background of your family's business. Absolutely. Uh, my grandfather started the business in 1953, uh, started with a single service station in Mount Vernon, Missouri, where headquarters is at today. Um, his, his dad ended up joining the business with him about six months or a year after he got started. Um, had a single service station here in Mount Vernon until 1970, and then they bought some property, got wind that the interstate system was going to come through Mount Vernon, bought the property on where our original travel center in Mount Vernon is located, um, built a, built a service station there, uh, 1970, rebuilt a travel center type, truck stop travel center type facility there at the original location in Mount Vernon. And then in 1980, well, in the mid-70s, my uncle joined the business with my grandfather um, in about 1976. And then in 1980, we were the first franchise to, or first franchise to the Travel Fans of America as Truck Stops of America at the time. Oh. Uh, became part of that network in 1980. Um, and then uh, later, 1987, we bought a company called Mixed Transports. Uh, that was kind of our first introduction into the logistics world. Uh, we had operated a single truck before that, before our travel center. But really, our first uh, experience with the travel center business was operating Mixed Transports uh, that we bought in 1987. We bought five uh, trucks, five trailers, and uh, kind of grew it from there. We grew it about 125 trucks at one point in time. Uh, then we sold that business in 2008, but kind of backtracking. Uh, in the early 90s, we got in the wholesale fuel business under Ozark Mountain Petroleum, which became okay. Ozark Mountain Energy. We grew, started that business out as basically just selling fuel to ourselves, and then we started marketing product to you know other people, other customers of ours, and people we knew. Grew that business from about 25 million gallons a year to 750 million gallons a year. Over about wow. a 25 or 30 year period. I was sold that business in 2000, December of 2020 to Austin Petroleum. Um, backtracking again, uh, 1997, Travel Centers of America purchased Union 76 uh, Travel Centers and they had a location in Stratford, Missouri that came up and that was within our franchise territory and we bought that location from TA and remodeled it, upgraded it, and owned that location since September of 1997, the TA Traffic Missouri. Uh, got into the convenience store business in 1998 through a single store we bought in Lincoln, Missouri, Warsaw, Missouri area. Um, okay. Now operate about seven or eight convenience stores. Um, over that time, you know, we grew the trucking business, through the wholesale fuel business. Like I said earlier, we sold Nick's Transport in 2008, uh, remained in the wholesale fuel business since 
had Tom and Terry as our product. We re-entered the transportation business in 2011, or 2010, actually, and re-entered 2010 to haul the product that we were selling through our wholesale fuel business, and just kind of went from there, and we sold that business whenever. We sold the majority of the assets. We've retained some now. Um, we're hauling the product for our own stores. We sold the majority of those assets whenever we sold off petroleum. Okay. Back in 2020. Right now, we're currently operating 12 uh, trucks right now. So that's kind of the extensive history from beginning to current. Now, for what we're doing. No, absolutely. Well, I love that. And did you always see yourself working in the family business growing up? Absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, did, I, did, I guess just looking back on it, I guess I didn't even know there was any other options. But no, I <laughs> yeah, did. Your dad didn't even give you another option, that's not like. No, my dad actually encouraged me to look at other things, but I didn't, uh, I didn't think that was necessary. So I just went yeah. with it and ran. No, I love that. Well, you know, tell us about your TA locations, you know, where they're at and what amenities you offer truckers. So we've got three Travel of America locations. We've got the old location in Mount Vernon, Missouri, which is a TA. We're trained, you know, in the process of making it a TA Express. It's a fuel-only facility, uh, smaller type facility now, just fuel and parking, pretty much, hot food. Um, but then we've yeah. got the location in Stratford, Missouri. Um, you know, it's one of the busier TA locations there are. We've got Taco Bell, Subway. We've got a sit-down restaurant. Um, you know, we've got 150 trucks, truck parking spots, uh, truck service facilities, uh, driver lounges, game rooms, all that stuff. Modern Thrills and Travel Center there at the Stafford location. And then going to our, I'd say our flagship location now at the Ozarks Travel Center in Mount Vernon. Um, you know, we've got, we offer, you know, 250 truck parking spots, state-of-the-art uh, truck service facility. Uh, we've got an RV park on site, uh, 52 few gasoline fueling positions, nine diesel fueling positions, 30,000 square foot store. We've got a Wendy's subway in there. Uh, two sets of restrooms inside the building. And then the biggest thing I think that sets us off at that new location, anything, is, is our hot food program and our deli, our deli program. Um, we've done a really good job with developing that. We're smoking our own meat every single day on site. Wow. And that's something not seeing. Um, it's literally smoked in a smoker on site every single day. We're offering that product right there. It's fresh, hot, you know, ready to go. And that's something that we've seen a lot of success with. And I feel like it's one of the things that sets, off, sets us off more than anything at that new location is there is no place traveling that you can go get barbecue at a travel center that was going to be smoked that day. No, yeah. No, I, that's a wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that new TA in, in Mount Vernon, when did that open up? When did you guys get that going? We opened that up April, April 25th of the, this year. That's so great. A little over about six months a weekend so far. Yeah, I love hearing that. You know, and as the, I'm sure you guys have seen just a great pickup of uh, of clientele there, if I had to guess. Absolutely. No, it's uh, it's it's been a, it's been a good start. Um, 
You know, the economy's been a little soft, but so it's been a little softer on the truck side than we've expected, but we're definitely getting there. We've seen that a little bit of a pickup here recently, so no, that's definitely great. very excited. Sure. Yeah, well, shifting gears to the economy, I mean, what are you seeing and hearing from trucking companies out there right now? You know, I like to stay kind of up to times on this. I'm glad you asked this. You know, it's pretty soft right now. I can tell you from what little bit we haul outside of the petroleum-based products, it's pretty soft. Um, overall, you know, rates are very, very depressed. Um, kind of, I'm going to say kind of seeing the low. I think we've seen the lows on rates. Other than I have heard some pretty nasty rates out there currently. But I think we've kind of seen the low on that. Uh, I don't see a lot of upside here in the next, you know, I would say six months, but I think we've seen the worst for the most part. Um, you're seeing a lot of DOC numbers come back, be turned, you know, the shutting companies down. So that's a sign of the market's correcting. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. There's going to be a lot more companies go out of business in my mind here over the next six to 12 months. I mean, you can't haul freight for a dollar and 50 cents a mile. It yeah. doesn't work. Fuel per dollar a mile for most part. So it doesn't work. You can't, I mean, it just, you can't cover all your costs on a dollar and 50 cents a mile. So at some point, that's got to end. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's definitely very soft. I mean, everybody has cut back. They're cutting back where they can and operating as lean as possible. But, like I said, I do think we've seen the bottom on the freight side of things, the freight economy. But I don't think we've got a lot of upside here for the next little bit. So hopefully that changes. Hopefully things will get better. But I think we got a little bit more, you know, a year, half a year to a year here. We're going to see kind of similar what we're seeing. Maybe slightly improve some. Absolutely. And, you know, you talked about, you know, a trucking company getting lean. Um, how can a trucking company uh, benefit from a fueling partner? And then what does TA offer? trucking companies from, you know, whether a guy's got eight trucks or whether he's got 2,000 trucks, what does TA offer uh, as a fueling partner? You know, TA offers, there's all sorts of options. You know, it just depends. There's, you know, the Mastics, the Apex Capital, B2B. There's all these aggregator programs, these smaller fleets out there, mud flaps, um, open, PSD open roads. A lot of new programs out there that kind of came up here in the last few years, but TA, um, you know, TA pretty much accepts any program there is out there, and, you know, TA will set up some deals directly with smaller fleets themselves. Um, but a lot of smaller fleets, you know, run under an aggregator program so they can get the benefits of a larger, you know, purchasing umbrella. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, that's kind of the bigger thing on it, but, you know, it's right now is you you just got to cut back expenses where you can in the trucking business. And you're seeing that. I mean, Mudflap is a very successful tool in my mind for a lot of these smaller fleets to purchase fuel as effective as possible. Uh, Mudflap, you know, you're getting, you're getting right there what the bigger fleets are getting. Maybe not quite as deep, but you're getting within, you know, five cents rather than being within 75 cents. So that's Absolutely. something I do think that has helped these smaller fleets a lot and these owner-operators and onesies and twosies out there that, you know, Mudflap is a great tool, and I would highly recommend, you know, using it. Absolutely. And, you know, from your experience in the fueling business, you know, what circumstances or, in your mind, what would tip the scale for a, a trucking company who does not currently have 
uh, dedicated fuel tank at their at their terminals. What would, in your mind, tip the scale, or what advice would you have? And you know, how do they maybe set that up in conjunction, or how do they manage their fuel from you know what they have from a national program when their drivers if they're across the country versus you know maybe local, and then they need a need a you know thinking about a fuel tank at their terminal. What are your advice there? You know, that's a good question. I would say. On a fuel tank, you know, if you're running trucks pretty locally and, you know, you're running anywhere from 10 to 10 plus trucks, if you're running pretty local and they're home, you know, there at least would be fuel at your yard at least twice a week. I would say you're probably getting to that point where you can benefit from a fuel tank. Um, you know, but also at the same time, there's a lot of those, like with Mudflap and these other fuel programs out there, you know, there's... It's not as big a saving as it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, my opinion, having yard fuel is more of a convenience and a time factor than anything anymore. Um, mm. You know, I say I like to think of yard fuel prime as we obviously stay in the yard fueling terminal in Springfield, 13 days. I mean, it's amazing. It's something to see. But you know, for those those guys. They're they're not saving any money fueling those trucks there, or if it yeah. is, they're saving very little. But it's the convenience getting that truck again. They can see, okay, hey, this tire, we need to change this tire. This truck's down early, rather than blowing a tire out, you know, 200 miles down the road and having to have a road call. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, that's that's where the benefits of that are. You know, you're getting the inspections done. You're making sure the truck is operating, you know, in good condition, operates safely, running up and down the road. So. In my mind, terminal fuel, it's, uh, it has its benefits, but at the same time, you know, the market, the wholesale fuel market volatility is unreal. Uh, diesel prices here in the Midwest have taken about a dollar, they've ranged within a dollar and fifty cents in the last two weeks. Yeah, so, you know, it, yeah. Two weeks to go. It's, um, it's nuts. So, it's got its pros and cons. I mean, if you're running locally, I would say, you know, you run 10 plus trucks, probably pull the trigger on it. But, you know, if you're right, if you don't have guys that are going to be fueling there all the time, I would stay away from it because you can really get hung up on that market volatility uh, really quickly. Hmm. No, yeah, thank you for sharing. Um, how important, in your opinion, is the quality of trucks and recruiting drivers and you know, just from being familiar with your operation, I know you guys have a lot of long-nosed Peterbilts, and, you know, again, you know, you guys are not going over the road, but how have you found, you know, nice trucks, sleeper cabs, you know, with maybe with you, we'll answer it maybe in two separate ways, maybe just overall the quality of trucks and how that affects recruiting drivers, but then maybe with your business being local but still having those long-nosed Peterbilts with a sleeper cab, how does that help you recruit drivers over maybe some of your competitors in the fuel business who are maybe running day cabs? You know, everybody likes a nice truck, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just plain and simple. And we've always liked to run nice equipment. Um, it's something, you know, it helps differentiate yourself. Uh, you know, it's something that we look at. It, it's an added benefit to the driver. Also, the resale value is something we look at as well. You know, it's a big thing, bigger thing when we were operating, you know, 25 plus trucks. You know, you can look at it and go, okay, I can get an extra ten or $15,000, $20,000 for this truck when I go to sell it back. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think you're able to hire and retain a lot higher-end drivers um, 
through operating with better equipment. We're extremely blessed with our drivers. Um, I'm going to say two-thirds of them have worked for us for 20-plus years. Um, a lot of the other guys came, uh, have been in the business or hauling fuel for, you know, 10-plus years that are working for us now. So, I mean, we have no retention. Um, we, haven't, we haven't had to. We haven't had a driver leave in over three years. Um, wow. So that's, I mean, in the transportation business, that's unheard of. Yeah. Well, what do you contribute to that? I know, it, you know it goes a lot. Yeah, it goes a lot deeper than trucks. So what what do you contribute to that that retention that you guys have had? Um, I mean, we, we go out and we hire the best drivers you can hire. And these guys, they've got, you know, a 10 to 12-hour-a-day, you know, five-day-a-week job that they know, here's what I'm going to go do, doing this for home field, our own stores. So they, it's the same. You're going to the same places. You're familiar with everything. Not a whole lot of curveballs. So you're not getting out there and going, you know, and also, you know, these guys, they're making the same money every single day. It's not, well, I had two good days and one bad day and, you know, had a bad oh, yeah. day. They're just the same. So it's, uh, you know, that's why I'm sure too. But, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got a really great group of drivers. Uh, wouldn't, tra- wouldn't trade them for anything. So, I mean, they've done us a great job. And, I mean, just over just a great group overall. And I would attribute that, you know, being – they just know what they're doing. They know what the job is, and they just go get it done. Yeah. Well, I love that. And that kind of goes right into, you know, I wanted to ask you about your philosophy on leadership and safety. And do you think there's more power in recognizing a driver when they do a great job? Or, you know, how do you balance that with disciplining a driver when they do make a mistake? And, you know, how do you how do you balance them both? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I might think I like to lead by example. You know, I want to be able, with our employees from anywhere. I mean, want to be able to lead by example. I want to be able to know what they're doing, know what they have to do on a daily basis, and I want to be able to, you know, it's people appreciate being able to see you can step in, you can do this, or do what they're doing, or understand what they're doing. Goes a long way with our employees. I feel like you know, it's something that you don't see a lot anymore. So I think lots of lead by example, you know, get your hands dirty, get out there, work with them, you know, make them feel like, you know, just they're appreciated. That's the biggest thing is you make your employees feel appreciated. You know, safety and going over to safety, you know, we're really fortunate. Don't really have to preach a lot about it. You know, they know what they're doing. They're safe. Um, they're not having, not having to correct them very often. But, yeah. Uh, you know, pre-safety, it's always safety first. I mean, it's like I tell you, if the weather's not quite right or something, you know, if you don't feel safe, don't go. If it's slick in the morning, wait till the sun comes up, let's wait. And it's, it's, I mean, we're always getting our stuff done, you know, coming in the wintertime. We're getting our fuel hauled before the weather gets in. For some reason, we've got something. We keep it really short. And that's yeah. this. You know, if you don't feel safe, don't stay home. Look where I'm going to go. Um, but you know, safety, safety first. Um, so you don't want to have an accident when it comes to hauling petroleum products. So safety Absolutely. first, and you know, take care of business. That's right. Well, Eric, you know, this has been great, and I can't thank you enough for sharing. And you know, the trucking business is just so essential to our country, and you just play a critical role in that uh, more than you even know. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.